Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad, and I am very fortunate to be joined in this episode with a good brother doing great things in the windy city of Chicago, Brother Mandeen Muhammad. Islam alaikum and welcome to the show. Wa alaikum salam, Sister Nora. Thank you for having me, ma'am. Oh, brother, this was a long time coming. (laughs) Three three years in the making, like I'm some type of superstar or something. (laughs) But let let me just say, um, before you get into it, I I really appreciate I've been, you know, you've you've always been even keel. You know, the smile has been there, but you've been laser focused um, with what you're doing. And I acknowledge the work that you're doing every time. And and I say this loosely, just in case anybody else, you know, is listening. You were, and I'm using air quotes, you were Brother Manil's favorite you know, interview for a reason, because it's no matter what he drew at you, you know, you was able to catch it and draw it right back, you know, so it, it it was, it's great seeing your growth and development, um, you know, first and foremost. So I'm honored, I'm really honored to be a part of this, uh, this podcast. Well, I I appreciate you saying that, brother. I have to say that um, just a, a couple comments about what you said. Um, one, I believe that my growth, my my growth was catalyzed because of Brother Munir and the uh, Munir Muhammad show, Muhammad and Friends, and all of the opportunities that he brought me to uh, appear on the show and share what's happening in Camden, New Jersey, or or my viewpoint on current events or mm-hmm. the Black woman, the Black family. Um, so, one, I owe a debt of gratitude towards that brother, and I'm so grateful. Um, and uh, and I also say for the listening audience, uh, Brother Mandine is referring to uh, Munir Muhammad, Brother Munir Muhammad, who is one of the co-founders of Crow. And we're going to be talking about Crow shortly. Uh, Brother Munir Muhammad, um, we lost him last year, uh, but he was a guest on the podcast. In fact, he was the second guest. And you, brother, were there and you, you were able to capture a wonderful picture of me sitting with Brother Munir in Camden for an interview. And I'm just uh, so thankful to God that I got to sit in the interview and have him at my microphone where usually I'm at his microphone. So I'm just grateful in so many ways to that beautiful brother. And I'm sure you could say the same. We could do an entire show and maybe that's something we'll do in the future. We can do an entire show. I'll come back as many times as you want, man. I mean, because I I spoke this past Sunday on um, Brother Manette and you can't, you can't help but to speak on because mm-hmm. uh, as I told them Sunday, I mean, we're still eating off of moves mm-hmm. that Brother Manil made to this day. Yes. So, I mean, I can't, I vaguely remember taking the picture, but I always like to take, because Brother, if he's seen with the camera, he opposed, but I like to catch those off the cuff, mm-hmm. you know, those, you know, those, those shots that you're not really ready for. And, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was a, that was a great shot. And, um, you know, you get a, get a chance to turn the tables on brother. Mir. And he, and he always welcomed that as long as he got intelligent questions between you and sister Kim, you know, you are always just ask great, great mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, 
Brother Manier was, um, she, he's such a great trainer because, you know, when Brother Manier begins the sentence, you think he's going in one direction, but by the time yeah. he lands, you know, you're in a totally different place. So, you know, just being able to be astute and to be able to think and keep up um, and, and, and be on your toes. So yeah, he man. did um, a wonderful job with so many of us that he's touched. And yes, as you said, his legacy continues to impact us and those that we touch. So, you know, this is an ongoing journey yes. for us yes. all. So yes. Brother Mandine, I have you on the show. There's so much that we can talk about just with your background and the great things that you're doing. You're um, a member of Crow and yes. you are a producer at Crow Television Studios. I like to, you know, let my audience know that there is a black independent uh, television studio that they can support. And you're a producer there, you're a camera person. Um, you do so much behind the scenes and you'll share that. You also uh, are a radio host now at WVON, the talk of Chicago. Yes, and you're also an entrepreneur. So may maybe we could talk about what you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I, you know, where do you want to get started? Well, I mean, I wouldn't have any of that if it wasn't for Crow and mm -hmm. um, being around Brother Munir. So, and it's, you know, it's like um, that radio in the head. You say, if you're good enough, you'll pick up on each other. Lord knows I ain't good enough, but I, you know, but um, there are some things that we are able to pick up on. But you had mentioned about the studio. That's something else I mentioned, you know, Sunday. It's like, can you think of a um, Black-owned television studio here in Chicago? And I so I give you a second. I said, time is up. You know, you know, it's only one and that's us. And I had to be reminded about that. And um, just the uh, and I was just trying to get the people to understand that we have to respect the architect. Mm -hmm. This was a vision that was in Brother Manette's head. You know, it started off by us going downtown. But he, you know, it was, you know, Munir take over anything where he was at. So we pretty much could do whatever we want, but it still wasn't our place. So, you know, God forbid if it was a holiday um, they decided one day, well, you can't come here anymore. Mm -hmm. He he thought about that. So he said, we needed our own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I know this is not exactly where you wanted to go to, but it's just so significant because I was talking to the brother that reminded me about the place. It's like, it used to be a den, as everybody knows, Fuzzy's Den. And the mm -hmm. owner passed, but he had a wife who did not like Munir. And she did not want to sell a place to Munir. So you know, Yaku was one of us, so we did learn, we know a little <laughs> technology. So Sister Jill Rockman was used as the front person to purchase this place. And then when she saw Brother Manil was a part of it, you could just see the steam coming out <laughs> of her head, but it was too late. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're here now and we've yeah. been operating ever since. So I'm, I'm honored to be a part of this. And um, yeah, I am a, I'm a producer and we, you know, Brother Manil always wanted to, um, what we call uh, replacements. You know, he's always looking for a replacement, whether it was here or there. So, you know, you're a replacement because you're still, you're doing that work. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing the work, but we have people, I'm not, I'm doing, as you said, I'm doing other things. So I have to be able to do those other things. So we have Jamil Munir's grandson, mm -hmm. who's learning, the directing and, you know, the ins and outs of the operation to be able to do it. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's coming along. You know, it takes time, though. You know, the millennials, you know, take care <laughs> yes. for him. But he's, he catches on, like most young people with technology and things, he mm -hmm. catches on quick. You just have to keep him focused. But I think he's got, he has a bright future ahead of, ahead of him if he remains focused and holds on to the teachings of the Honorable Lodge Mom. He'll definitely be okay. 
Yeah. So let's back up. We 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 jumped right in, uh, Brother Mandy and you and I. I feel like anytime I'm talking to a member of Crow, you know, we have that uh um that that background with each other. So I want to yes. I want to give the people an opportunity to catch up. Uh, when we refer to Crow, we're talking about the Coalition for Remembrance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, which is an institution of higher learning there in Chicago. Uh, where the legacy and achievements and the archives, video, uh, print, uh, audio are maintained by uh, these beautiful brothers and sisters. And the co-founders are Brother Shahid Muslim, Brother Halif Muhammad, and a previous guest that I mentioned, Brother Munir Muhammad. And so let's give the people a little bit of background about Crow and the purpose that it serves and why and how you branched off into the media outlets talking about radio and television. Well, Crow started, I say about, it's good. we're going to our 33rd year now, actually it's 34 before, before um, incorporation purposes, but they always say it's, yes. you know, it's one year less. So it's um, actually 34, but we'll say 33, but that's a long time. Mm. And Crow was started, um, Basically, Brother Mayor really wanted to um, get a billboard to, with the picture of the messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the um, question, do you remember this name, this man? And it just, it went into something else. It just grew into something else. Um, he saw that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was being written out of history, and he just, he sounded the alarm. And, um, you know, he just, he went, he talked to the um uh, you know, I always say it, Brother Nick could have had anybody by his side and he still would have done it. But he, you know, he always tried to find help. Mm. And you saw that in his uh, his blood brother, Halif Muhammad, and um, a brother, like a blood brother to him, Brother Shaheed Muslim, who was the first officer um, in the te- uh, in the, uh, the Nation of Islam under Messenger Elijah Muhammad. And they just went from there. It was another co-founder, but he didn't he didn't hold on. But, you know, we, we they, Brother Nick, he keeps going. Yeah. So, um, they um they went from there and they um they started a they got a place. Brother Neil was always, I don't know if his his southern background as far as ownership on the land, but he he never I guess he never wanted. I'm answering the question by myself. He never wanted to be held hostage. Yes. So he always they used to rent out different places to um for meetings, but he he saw as far as they needed something of their that they could have call their mm-hmm. own. So Crow was over at 9145 South Ashland and um, they were renting, but Brother Manier being the consummate businessman, he negotiated a set price, a set rent renters fee for a long period of time, but he wasn't satisfied with that. And he went and they found this place. And, and I think mm-hmm. I became a member right before that, around mm-hmm. 91, 1991. And um, they got Crow where it's currently located at 2435 West 71st Street. And, um, you know, they, um, he thought, at the time, he always tells the story, he thought at the time that the place was too big and it was a Caucasian fella, but you used to hear him calling in on the radio and he could have been saying this sincerely or he could have been saying that as a selling point, but he said, he said, oh, you can handle it. You know, you got this. But little did he know that he was talking to the right one because he, <laughs> right. he could handle it, you know. So they, Crow was uh, established at a, at a new, lo- well, not decided, but Crow moved on to a new location. And um, we just went from there. So shortly after, you know, they, you know, we own this building. Yeah. You know, I, I don't re- recall how long afterwards, but, you know, he constantly worked on it once, yeah. once, that, uh, once that took place. So, and not only do we own 
the um, Crow, where we own where Crow Studio is at, that building next to it, and the parking lot across the street. So mm -hmm. it was always about ownership with um, with Brother Manil and having your own. So nobody can tell us, ah, well, we gotta, we get, we have to close up now. You have to go. And that's just a matter of designing and being responsible for your own destiny. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Absolutely. And I recall hearing stories of uh, Brother Munir talking about it and Brother Halif talking about calling into radio stations or, or the co-founder staying up late listening to the various radio stations hearing um, to hear someone say something about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad so that they can put it in its proper context and perspective. Right, right. Brother Munir, he, WVON was uh, at one time 24 hours, meaning that there was always a radio host on there during that time. So Brother Muneer would be up all night, you know, just listening on the radio. And um, he said, even if he's not up and if he heard, if he thought he heard something about the unobliged Muhammad, he would get up. And if they weren't talking about him, especially in a negative way, he mm -hmm. would get up. He said he would call him up and say, get up. You know, we got to, you know, they're talking about the unobliged Muhammad. They would call in. Yeah. So um, as he would talk about, uh, joke with the other people and call them professional phone call. He said, we all started off that way as professional <laughs> phone call. Yeah. We just evolved, you know, from that. Right. You know, because many of those people, those professional phone calls, they're still calling in to this day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fact about it, when you were on the show, one of the Negroes <laughs> called in then. He, he, was, he was a professional phone caller then, and yeah. you see what he's doing now. So there's no solutions with him. He just want to mm -hmm. read or recommend a bunch of books, and he'll just want to talk about the problem and leave it at that. Yeah. But that's, that's just our, that's the way our people are, though. So, yeah. but yeah, but that's, that's, uh, that's how we started off. So being on uh, radio, doing radio that I think that was, I guess that was the kind of the introduction into media per se, I, it, but it was a brother who we have to pay homage to. He's still uh, among us, W.L. Lillard. I don't know if you ever mm -hmm. hear, heard brother they mention that name, but W.L. <laughs> Lillard, he actually had a television studio. So he was almost like the one of the first people okay. to have a television studio. W.L. Lillard, his name of his show was Straight Talk. He used to bring mm. Brother Mayor on all the time. Um, then he started, Brother Mayor wanted to bring up, always looking for replacements. He used to bring, mm. have W.L. bring on the young people here at Crow and other members of Crow. It was just a constant thing. And so, um, and mm. W.L. was so significant about W.L. Lillard, Mr. Lillard, is that he brought the equipment. He taught himself how to, how to use mm. the equipment. And um, he he uh, helped nurture a lot of people into going on to, into other um, you know fields of uh, communication. He still does a show is more internet now, mm -hmm. so he's still active. So he's he's definitely still around. But I just always I want to pay homage to him because mm -hmm. he definitely uh, he was one of those very first ones. It, he even did a sitcom. You know? Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back so, and look for that. Yes, ma'am. So he um he he definitely was one of those people that introduced and he showed. Brother Manette, that you can make a studio anywhere because we used mm -hmm. to, you know, go down and get the equipment from cable access and um, bring it back here to Crow, get a couple of chairs and a table, mm -hmm. maybe a backdrop and boom, there you go. You got a, you got a studio. Right, so that's right. really how it, how it started off. So, and so, and then, go ahead, I'm sorry. I want to say, so, you know, Crow went from something like that to as sophisticated and state of the art that you have today and often when I'm speaking on the podcast I talk about the importance of media and us having ownership of black media and I encourage my listeners to go and visit crow.org c-r-o-e.org so that they can see and experience what it is to see independent media independent black media because we have what is so-called black media but it's from a corporate perspective or a corporate uh, purse string 
And so um, by having your platform and your network, we have finally an outlet that is unfiltered. And that is the truth. And so going from something like a, you know, a couple chairs and a table and a backdrop to having an entire studio, I think that's so remarkable. And in general, for Crow to be maintained for 30 plus years, you know, we talk about marriages that don't last five to 10 years between two people, you know, you have the co-founders and plus the the coalition, the body of the members. It's a really remarkable thing. It is. It is. And it's nothing that can be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and when you again, as I spoke on Sunday, when you take out the um, the engine of a car, no, that's 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 it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you take the engine, that spark plug, meaning someone like a brother Munir, you know, that's that's devastating. Mm -hmm. But it it was always a lesson, you know, even the time he talked to you, even when he cursed you out, Mm -hmm. it was a lesson in that. You know, but, you know, and as we said, always talking about replacements. And sometimes I know with someone like me, I tend to shy away from certain things. But, you know, this is it right now. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you have no choice. If you know better, you do better. If you know right. what needs to what needs to take place, what needs to happen, then you have to um, you have to function in that in that um, capacity. And so, you know, um, to lose a brother like that and still be able to go on. And no, not without um, its hiccups or mm-hmm. distractions or, or those naysayers. You know, we've lost supporters, you know, people that have come here, you know, uh, no longer come. I mean, it's uh, like what we see all the time, but, right. you know, the um, the idea is still here. The idea is pure. Mm-hmm. So we can't get away from that. The person with the idea had the best intentions and he showed that, you know, mm-hmm. even even um, if people, if, even if he rubbed the person the wrong way, you know, it was it was only because you know he wanted to make sure that you know the honorable Elijah Muhammad is um, was not being misrepresented. Right. And that, that meant if that meant you got hit by the scud missile, you just got hit. You know, it's, <laughs> it's war. Yeah. So, so that's how that that's how that goes. So we right. and we we operate in that same vein. And I just try to you know, as Brother Manier would always say, you don't. I, I, he doesn't want to be anyone. I don't want to be Brother Munir, but I take those those attributes. I settle mm-hmm. on the best part, and I take those attributes that he um, that he's shown. Yeah. And I uh, couple that with me, and then uh, I move forward. Yeah. So you know, in in talking about ownership and and being responsible for our own destiny, you know, just a few sh- short years ago, you opened Legacy Men's Boutique. Yes, ma'am. You know, in yes, the um, vein of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad of doing something for self and so many of our people. And this is something also I try to convey, Brother Mandine, on the show is mm-hmm. it's important that we have black economics. Right. But we don't need to replace the capitalist system that we're coming out of. Right. Correct. So yes. we are to. Um, be able to do things for ourselves, service ourselves, but not take advantage of our people. And so with Legacy Men's Boutique, it is a business, but it's also a service to the community. It is. And um, I, I started because I wanted to um, have a place where it started even before that. I was um, in this, people always talking about giving back, giving back. And I guess my time that came that I was in that spirit of actually giving back. And um, you would think that would be, you know, um, like a no-brainer being a follower of the Honorable Black Muhammad, but there's always something more that you can do. Mm-hmm. So I started collecting like uh, suits and um, shirts and just dressy, dress, kind of dress clothes 
with the mindset that I wanted to be able to give like those young people who are graduating from eighth grade or high school or they needed something for their luncheon. For them, those, their parents that couldn't afford anything, for them to be able to come mm-hmm. and uh, get what they needed, you know. But I was just becoming a collector. I didn't have a, uh, a store and I didn't have a, like a desk. I was just piling up clothes in the basement of, you know, of the home where I live. And um, it was a friend of mine at the time. She just, she had suggested that I open up a men's resale boutique on the south side because it wasn't one. So mm. I said, sounds like a good idea. But again, being the person that likes to, you know, find a nice comfort zone, I nestled <laughs> up in there and I just, that's where I would be. So, um, but after about a year of, you know, dragging my feet, I did a couple of pop-up shops, mm-hmm. but I, I figured a pop-up shop was safe, you know, else I'm right. done with it. I can go on about my business. You don't have to right. see me again. I guess like typical Negro tendencies, you know, no responsibility. You know, I'm good. I'm done for the day. That's it. <laughs> but um, I was, um, I happened to saw the um, old location where Legacy used to be at. And I just thought, I thought, you know, this is um, not a bad spot. It's, it's not too big, not too small. And um, later I learned that it actually was too small. Mm-hmm. But um, um, having friendship in all walks of life, I knew the, the owner of the, of the building and I talked to him about it. He was so busy, he kind of kind of took a minute, you know, for my liking. So I just went to the regular protocol of, um, you know, for, for people that want to rent. And he, when he found out about it, you know, he, he, he speaks with a stern voice, so you don't know if he's playing or not. He said, I told you I was going to give you the place. Just be patient. Man. You, you hit the keys, you know, blah, you know mm-hmm. but it just it just went from there. So, but as I said, after a while, um, just kind of, because I take donations mm-hmm. and um, and, I, and still with the same answer, I wanted a place where young people could come with their parents or by themselves to be able to get what they need and still have some money left over in their pocket. So, mm-hmm. um and it and it started off that way. It's still going that way, but we can, I always take donations, so we just kind of we just began to burst at the seams. And then the other thing was back to that comfort level again. I was inside. If you recall, I was inside of a building called the Marketplace. Yes. So you really couldn't see me. So, you know, I want more business, but I want to be hidden too. So I have, <laughs> right. you know, just just silly thinking. So you know, scared of scared of growth, scared mm-hmm. of expansion. So I just you know and that it was just it was just it was it was time to move on and um uh the owner mr hickam actually offered me a, another spot and um it's a little strip mall right off the um the dan ryan in chicago but i felt it was gonna take me away from like that neighborhood feel so i declined and he wasn't too happy about it and um i was like if you had anything else then i got nothing else so i was like okay <laughs> you know but later on, I saw the spot where I, I'm now located at, and it had been vacant for a long time. So I made sure I found him on the, you know, one of those uh, on the day where he was in a good mood. <laughs> I asked him about it. He said, "Oh yeah, you know." And then, uh, you know, he said, "Yeah, we can do that. Just give me, give me a little time." But a little time took about a year, mm. you know. So it was a year, and then of course, um, it's so crazy. Um, the day I was going to actually see the place was the same day that we, um, that Brother Manil made his transition. Wow. Right. So it just, and then after that, it was like everything else kicked in with the COVID and yeah. so it just all, oh, it just kind of snowballed. But, and then all of a sudden it became, you know, it was done, you know, cause they was, they were working on it. Yeah. So it became available and then they had the nerve to rush me out, you know, but that's another story. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, so I, I, I moved on. It's a, it's a bigger spot. Um, it's a nice warm, uh, look to it. Um, the people like it. Um, I enjoy going there. It's, I think it's, it's, it's still something that's, that's needed in the community and I'm proud to be a part of it. So, and I do, I recognize that a lot of men that come in my store, they can afford whatever they want, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a large amount of men that come in who can't. And those are the ones I tend mm-hmm. to care the most because, um, that's, that's the, that's what the mission started off on being able to have, uh, affordable clothes and accessories at your store prices. So that's the tagline. And, uh, that's what I stand on. That's wonderful. So this is the third or fourth year. For Legacy Men's Boutique, about the third year. Third year, yeah. that's wonderful, and and it's and like you like you said, it's so necessary. You know, I know you know here in South Jersey, they have um, closets, you know, uh, cyber yeah. closets, if you will, for you yeah. know young women or or young men who are interested in um, getting clothes for a job interview or you know um, shelters and you know women need to come out and and look for employment or like you said young men need to come and look for employment and so I think that's so wonderful and I'll tell you when I visited the store the last time I was in Chicago you know even your staff your staff just I mean I can't say enough how nice it is to feel at home when you're not at home yeah yeah Yeah. well I mean look we're, we're family and the people that help me out are uh, part of this so their family as well but as you mentioned um er, a little earlier about the um helping people out you know the young ladies and things mm-hmm. of course it's, i do all men's clothes but it's been it's a young lady i can't even think of her name and if she walked up to me right now and say how you doing i would know her from adam but she called me at, at the old location she called me at least four times mm-hmm. or it was some type of program that she was over and she sent young men over there mm-hmm. One has been a um, a customer ever since, but the other ones I couldn't I couldn't recognize in the police lineup. But I was just happy to be able to help them out. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of people, you know, that's, that I helped out. But it's not about the fanfare about it. But and and the way that people will, you know, uh, have donated anything, it's like it's not like I have to say, well, hey, we're doing this. You know, can mm-hmm. you donate? People, people have just they've been gracious with yeah. their um, with their with their belongings and. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy for it. And, and I still do that to this day. Um, even though you get, you get, uh, uh, people who are less fortunate who, uh, who are battling with addictions, you know, yeah, they, are, right. you know, they, they, they come on a regular and, um, <laughs> you know, they don't always want clothes, you know, they want right. to so, um, you know, every now and then I try not to make it a habit, but it's, um, but that they come, they come on a regular though. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, but I, and, and one thing that I do that, that I've done even before I opened the store, I used to um, um, just buy a whole bunch of white socks, white mm-hmm. sweat socks, because I read that a lot of those that are less fortunate during, especially the winter time, that um, that's one thing that they definitely need. Right. Because uh, if you notice when it's cold out, your feet get a little damp and, mm-hmm. and moist. Right. So we go home and change and don't right. think nothing of it. They don't have that that leisure, mm-hmm. but so uh, that's something I still to the, do to this day. I keep uh, just a bag, but big bags full of white socks. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, I, I you know, I mean, I have any funds to give them, so I say, well, I I have um I have socks. And like, Man, it's it's almost like I gave them a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. So that's that's a little little side thing, but it's just but it's still in that same vein of um of giving back and helping mm-hmm. out. So it's right. just um I've been I've been blessed. Um, I'm, I'm not rich by no means, but 
whatever little bit I have, uh, as they say, it's, it's a blessing to be a blessing. Yes, it is. And now, uh, Brother Mandine, you're a radio show host. <laughs> yes, so, ma'am. you know, and it's it's interesting, you know, I've been, um, you know, familiar with Crow for about 12 years now. And yeah. in the 12 years, you were always behind the camera. Yes, ma'am. You know, yes, you were or, or far away from the microphone. <laughs> right. right. You know, right. And, uh, and so now to see you at the microphone hosting a show uh, weekly on WVON, the talk of Chicago. Well, first, let's talk to the people about the talk of Chicago so they can understand the significance of you being on that radio station. Well, WVON, um, formerly the voice of the Negro, now the voice of the nation, it's an institution. It's been around since the 60s. I don't know the exact year, but it is, um, it's not lightweight. So it's, um, it has cal- catapulted a lot of careers and a lot of uh, voices that we um, pay homage to to this day, whether it's Wesley mm-hmm. Thaw for the Purvis fan, uh, Herb Kent, you know, Mary D, the list goes on and on, you know, so to be a part of that, um, even though I'm a, um, what's called a broker, you know, so I, I lied to him, so, but um, it's, it's an honor, and it's still walking in that, 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 those footprints of um, mm-hmm. what um, uh, our dear brother, brother Manir did, as far as when he hosted the show, and when he used to call in, because I started calling in, and um, and I don't think she might be saying this, but the the owner of the radio station, Miss Melody Span Cooper, um, who's the daughter of Purvis Span, mm. she um, I used to call in because I mean it, it was something that's that I was doing over the last couple of years, just calling in to um, different radio shows, in, VON in particular, but it was also a brother who made his transition last year, um, Harold Davis, mm. um, on his show. And um, I would call in and Brother Manet had no problem with me representing Crow. And I would call in and I, I still do it. Not so much now since I guess I have my own program. I guess I kind of feel a little funny about that. But you would call but in as a guest? I, I, yeah, absolutely. I've mm-hmm. been a guest um, uh, of late also. But um, I wanted to, um, you know, I, I called in and, um, you know, it's so it's like that practice was there. And so I spoke mm-hmm. to uh, Miss Melody Span Cooper. Actually, she called. No, no, I, I take that back. I made my comment on the on the on the radio program, and I left it at that. And um, the radio show was still on, and the, and the host who I know as well, she was like, "Mandine, if you're still listening, Melody wants you to give her a call." I was, oh. mm. <laughs> I was like, "She's like big sister." I was like, "Man, did I say something wrong?" Right. And so I called in. She was like, "Mandine, that was a great comment, you know." Mm. And you, uh, you know, they have these commentators that call, and she said, "You know, maybe sometime in the future, maybe you can do a commentary." Mm-hmm. Or even like during one of the holidays, you know, you can act as a filler. So right. I said, it was a little scary at the time. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's fine. I didn't think it was gonna happen anytime soon, so I really right. had no mind. But um, and I hope I'm not going past your 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 question. But I was I actually called. You know, since I'm in a new location for the store, it's a gentleman. It's a brother by the name of R.J. Dale. Uh, he used to have Dale Advertising. And he used to always say, you're going to either um, advertise going into business or going out of business. Mm. And so since I'm in a, n- a new location, rent is a little more <laughs> and um, I want to be successful. So right. <laughs> I, I started to invest a little in into advertising. Mm. And so, um, of course, Crow was that first one. So I mm. um, you know, brought airtime with Crow TV, who, excuse me, and um, VON was next on my list because a lot of people people listen to radio because you're right. going to be in your car 
exactly. on your phone so then it's easy to listen to radio. So I called in and I spoke to Miss um, Fan's husband and um, about band radio time. And he was like, you know, he said, well, I got one better. You know, I got this um, open slot on Tuesday nights. This was this was the beginning of December. This is like mm -hmm. that first week of December. I just happened to call him on a Tuesday. He said, uh, he said, you can come on. You can talk about uh, your store. You can talk about Crow or whatever, whatever else you want to talk about. He said, you can come in tonight if you want to. I'm wow. like, oh, that's a little soon right there. <laughs> and it's three hours. I'm like, what am I going to talk about for three hours by myself? You know, yeah. so, so I, um, I said, well, let me think about it. Let me, um, but I said, uh, I'm interested. Maybe if so, then I just shoot for the following Tuesday. Mm. And so, um, I thought about it. I sought counsel with a couple of people, brother minister being one as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, he told me to do it, you know, yeah. go for it. So, but it was just another time for me to step out my comfort zone. And that was really stepping out my comfort zone. <laughs> so I knew I, mm -hmm. um, and let me tell you, when I hear you all on the radio, I mean, you all just flow through it, you know, but I, I could probably do it one hour, but we're talking about three hours. Though. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. So yeah. I thought about having a co-host and I couldn't think of a better person, Brother Emmanuel Omar, who assists me in that endeavor. So uh, he's been uh, he's been a blessing in that respect. So, um, yeah, but like like I joke, um, the drug dealers, the first taste is free. So that first money <laughs> free was free, I should say. The right. Right. So if I want to continue on, now I have to I have to pay. So now I have to step out even more and get more aggressive. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, we got to find sponsors and things right. of that sort to go on. But I see it as a another vehicle to help mm -hmm. us get our message out. And I also help, you know, those a lot of those people you may not hear, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, hear from on a regular. So it's good to give a chance to give a platform to um, those people we normally wouldn't hear from. So but I see it as um, it's Crow Media, not just Crow TV, yes. but Crow Media. Now, because Brother Neil was saying that also because he wanted us to um, that upstairs. He was trying to renovate that into becoming a um, like a an additional studio to do a lot of podcasts, yeah. which again that's why you're doing yours. That's Brother right. Your, that's right. Brother yourself is doing the podcast, and and Sister Gina is doing her podcast. And he had he had mentioned to me, he said, "You uh, you know you think about doing a, a podcast? Maybe you can talk about fashion or clothes or something like that." I was like, and, you know, you kind of shun it off, and then you think back and like, man, how come you know I didn't talk to him more about it, or mm -hmm. you know, this that or the other. But it's yeah. like you always say, if I could have, would have, should have. So I see this as an opportunity to just take what he suggested and to move forward, mm -hmm. forward with it. So just like the store is needed, an additional uh, uh, outlet for communication mm -hmm. is needed. Because a lot of Muslims are coming on the show now that we, again, that we wouldn't hear from. So right. I'm honored to be able to to do this. And um, yeah, it, it, it needs to be done. It yeah. needs to be done. So I'll praise the dude for Allah. Yes. Brother Indy and I often talk about the competing message. And we, I, I think that the Black community needs a competing message to the mainstream messaging. And so somebody has to bring that voice. You know, yes, and, and yes, I'm, yes. I'm grateful and I'm thankful as well for being a guest on your radio show. It was um, it was really just an extraordinary thing to be on um, WVON, the talk of yes, Chicago yes. and, yes, um, you know, Brother Emmanuel Omar being there. I, I kind of think of him as your Ed McMahon, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think you all have a nice um, a nice energy, you know, between the two of you. You know, yeah. but in addition, let's talk about, you know, there are other people who 
are listening and who may feel the same way that you do, I, I'll say, um, as you said, you know, the investment that uh, Brother Munir put into you, into all of those that came in contact with him, all that you you know and all that you've experienced. Um, I say sometimes the person that doesn't want the microphone is the person that needs to be on the microphone. And I say that as someone myself yeah. who didn't want to speak publicly to anybody. I could talk to you over in the corner, but to yeah. be, you know, in center stage, that was something I absolutely would dread. I mean, if you ask me what thing about a one thing about a Muslim, we we can hem you up in a corner. We can talk to you for a long time. I'm exactly. good in a corner, but you know, yes, to be on stage. So there are other people like that. So what would you say to them? Um, because it just seemed so organic, Brother Mandine, mm-hmm. for you to with your close. store, right? You yes, you ma'am. came from a location that was inside of a location to be in a street side location. You know, right, you right. came from behind the camera and out of the control room to now you have your own microphone. So just that journey and, and being um, okay with being uncomfortable. What do you have to say about that? I think you said it just, you have, we have to learn to be okay with being uncomfortable because in order for us to grow, we're going to have to have some discomfort. And um, this is, I guess this is my discomfort moment. And um, like I said, um, not to, well, I didn't say it, but um reflecting a lot of people say, you know, 2020 was rough for me, rough for me, you know, you know, 2020, 2019 was my hell, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm still standing. And, um, you know, a lot of them place a burden on you, you can't, you can't bear. And um, for me to, um, to be able to show my gratitude as far as, you know, doing this work, being uncomfortable in order to grow for, for the bigger picture, mm. or the organization to grow, because, None of us are going to be brother Manier. We're not going to. We're not going to do one person. Not going to do do that. It's going to. Mm-hmm. It's going to have, almost have to be a, like a combination. But until we get those combinations, somebody had to do the work. So we had to. We had to step out and um, be uncomfortable. Being you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know what? It's it's kind of funny because I still kind of hide because it's like. <laughs> Is is radio? So in my mind, it's like I'm really had in my hand the microphone, but then it can't be had because I go I go Facebook Live. So I think right. still it. So I don't. Well, I won't, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. We in it. we here now. So let's mm-hmm. let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. And um, it's you know, being at that age, not not exactly a vet, and not being mm-hmm. young. So I'm 47. So, but I still have seen enough and mm-hmm. witnessed enough to be able to be able to to talk about certain things and talk about to know a, a little bit about a lot of things mm-hmm. and so i'm grateful with that so and then to have a um like i said to have a co-host to be able to and i appreciate that brother because he's my he's my senior mm-hmm. but he allows me to, you know obviously to um to be the front person you know mm-hmm. so it's like you know to, to, to take the lead on certain things but i know he's knowledgeable and he researches things so oh my gosh he's an encyclopedia yeah, so I just I couldn't think of a better person to have uh, by my side doing a radio show. So it's like we're here now. So yes. you know, the only only thing now is you know we just gotta keep funding it. But mm-hmm. in that vein of uh, brother Muhammad, you know, you just gotta go out there and and, um, and, and find that money. So right. you know, because until we get our own, That's this right. is what we have to do. So That's this right. is the sacrifice right now until we get our own. So mm-hmm. it's cool, you know. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm. I'm I'm um, I'm battle tested. I'm war ready. So we'll, right. let's go for it. So and and just you know talking about that going at, going out there and getting the money. You know, um, the, <laughs> I, I had the 
good fortune of traveling with Brother Munir. I, I, I call it a day in Brother Munir, you know, and I mean, I was all over Chicago. I was in the Secretary of State's office. I was at the, um, the, the, um, I guess the Cook County Committee County meeting. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, he had us all over Chicago. We were underground at at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. Everybody who is somebody knows him. I believe we, um, the mayor was out of town, so we didn't get to see the mayor, but we saw the second yeah. in command. So, you know, but he was able, and he he did a really good job of rubbing elbows, right? right? And now right. we now here we are with COVID. And they tell us that we have to be six feet away from each other. So, you know, what is that like as well? Because, you know, to be a not-for-profit, right, to to not be corporate funded, to not take grant money, government money, but to be independent and go to the people so that we can keep giving the people what it is that we have to give them. What transitions um, have you made or what innovations have you employed so that you can continue um, you know, furthering the mission of Crow and doing the work of Crow um, and fundraising for Crow. And, and you know, it's so, I, I, and I want to reflect before I answer that because it's, you know, God, you know, it, it, it's really a blessing when I think of it um, because the um, the shutdown didn't happen to after last year's Founders Day. Yes. And um, it was just, and I know, you know, cause I, I, I plan this, you know, you know, when we, we, when we plan it, you know, I haven't, I haven't, man, what's, what's happening during that year. Cause it's always like a political year, mm-hmm. you know, this, person, this group of people are running, this group of people is running. I knew for the most part, people were going to be emotional because this was the first Founders Day post Brother yes. Right. So I knew that was going to be um, in our favor, you know, not to, you know, with all due respect, I but, but, um, the election was also, it was a major election during that time also. Right. And so that, and I'm trying to think, was that before or after? But um, so the people won, you know, but they couldn't go to their, um, I think the election was afterwards. So the Yeah, it was, it was party, after because, because after. I remember being there and someone wanted to talk to me about his campaign. And I said, sir, with all due respect, I don't live in Chicago. I can't vote for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely after then. So. But I mean, I was like, man, I mean, look how God blesses yeah. us. I mean, you know, for us to be able and and, and, and most of the people, well, not most, but a lot of people that would normally support us either didn't get opportunity or took the COVID as an opportunity not to support us. So, but we still had a lot of support and it was a lot of people out and um, it was a blessing. It mm-hmm. was a blessing. So here we are now and um and then, you know, with the COVID also, it's given a lot of people a chance to have behind COVID where, you know, we can't come out right now, whatever. So, but here we are now, 2021. And so, like you said, we have to, um, as everybody says, we have to pivot now. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're not going to have uh, Founders Day in a traditional sense of everybody coming to Crow. We can't do that. Yeah. So, of course, it'll be virtual. Um, and I believe it will be the second week of um, of March. And um yeah, um, so it, it was a couple of ideas that were posted how to exactly raise the money, but I think we're um, it, it, it'll be announced, but we're mm-hmm. definitely going to have something. Um, so we have to be creative, like with anybody else. But yeah. the phones still work, and yeah. um, <laughs> so I can still make phone calls. So nothing, right. is, nothing has changed. So That's we right. they still we get those phone calls or those letters or, or mm-hmm. something. So definitely we will be moving forward with that. So 
But as far as generating funds and, you know, I mean, a lot of people have um, started and, and, and um, um, popular belief have want you to think that people don't read anymore. Mm-hmm. People are in the house with the COVID, but a lot of people still read books. So That's a lot right. of people have been inquiring about uh, books on the Unobliged Muhammad more so and um, the DVDs and the CDs, mm-hmm. but more, more, more with the books though. So that's something, you know, and then of course, you know, we tell the people, you know, you can always support us, you know, just right. send, a, send, a, send a donation and send charity and send yes. something just to help us, you know, to continue doing what we're doing because the television shows that we do are very informative. Mm-hmm. You know, it brings great people on like yourself. And then it's a chance to inform the people about what's going on. And, um, but we just, we just continue to navigate like everybody else, but we would definitely, uh, we'll, we'll be okay yeah. until, they, until they open up outside again. Until they open up outside. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm grateful, you know, when I see the programs and the, and the guests that you have on the show, Dr. Terry Mason is uh, so insightful. Um, yeah. He's a medical doctor and uh, Dr. Tyrone Powers, uh, who's a former FBI agent. Uh, and he is, um, always giving us relevant information that we can use now. Um, you've had um, um, the editor-in-chief of the Final Call newspaper there. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. you know, you've had politicians, you right. know, there. And, that, and that's been a blessing. No, it, that hasn't changed. You know, people, mm-hmm. um, they still come on, you know, they still, um, you know, uh, honor the show, they come on, um, they're learning Jamil now. I mean, Jamil is not, obviously it's not his father, but he's, he's doing the best he can, but he has a gift of gab. He can talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all you got to do is get a little background on the information on the people and um, be aware of the current events. You can go from there because mm-hmm. the hour goes very quickly. Yes. And so you mentioned all those guests and I know you're humble, but you have to include yourself because whenever you come on, it's a smooth show. I mean, you're a logical thinker. You know, that's why I, I I was surprised even when you came on the show with me. I'm like, you're not a doctor. You're like, I'm like no, sir. I'm like, well, it don't matter now. You here. So we, I mean, but it was so great. And I had so many people compliment your segment. It was like, you got to bring that sister back. The bumper was like, matter of fact, see if she can come on every Tuesday. I was like, well, she got her own show. So I mean, she's a part of a, something else. So, but we, oh, and you know, that's something else I wanted to, um, mm-hmm to bring up that we have to do this because the way we're bombarded with all the other so-called major uh, mainstream media and now they got this thing where they're, they're breaking, you know, breaking news, right. but it's the same story they just discussed 10 minutes ago. <laughs> right. But they say it with a straight face. It's not breaking news, sir. That's old, <laughs> man. So, but they just keep on, yes. they just keep on doing it. They don't care. So we have to be, be in that same vein. We have to keep on. And, um, you know, um, I look at, I, I wish I wasn't at the same time as Muhammad Speaks, but <clears throat> everybody may not be listening to Muhammad Speaks. So right. I'll get those people that, that you don't, that you don't get and vice versa. Yeah. But they're going to, they're going to get this work one way or the other. <laughs> That's right. You know, they're going to get us one way or the other. You can't escape Muhammad for too long now. So, That's right. And between, um, you know, I know what y'all doing over there. Um, you know, because you are going venturing into television as well, and what we're doing here, like I said, it's just Crow East, and yeah, um, yeah. we're 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 going to grow because we have to because this is a everyday operation, so we have to work every day. Our people are not dead only on the weekends; they're that's dead right. every day. So yeah, we have right. to go out and work every day. So mm-hmm. we got to go get our people, and this it's important. So 
we have to continue. It's just the, the sad part about it is we just don't have the enough help, you mm-hmm. know, because we need the extra more than one newspaper, more than one mm-hmm. radio show, more than one television show, because we're just that much in trouble because the people, mm-hmm. as I say, they they almost fooled because I thought they was voting, really voting against Trump, but they really believe in Biden. They yeah. really do. So, and that's what's sad because they think he's going to be actually the, the 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 cowboy on the white horse with mm-hmm. the white hat to come in right. and save the day. So, but nah, they're just rocking us to sleep. Yeah. But we got to continue to sound the alarm and let our people know what's going on. So, and that's our job, sister. And that's why you. That's why I'm on now with Nora Speaks because even with the podcast, it's it's a constant thing. We have to constantly the same way they bombard us. We got to bombard. That's right. Them. That's yes. right. We have to be relentless. You know, yep. I believe it was in Our Savior Has Arrived, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, in talking about how relentless others are with, um, you know, putting our people to sleep. We have to exceed that enthusiasm, as he said. We have to in- exceed their enthusiasm. And so, yep. you know, the Nora Speaks podcast tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community because we have went to sleep on what's been important to us. And I think somebody has to contribute to the reawakening. And Nora Speaks, um, hopes to do that. You're doing that with WVON and all of the great shows you do with Crow Television. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, Brother Jamil sitting in has done such a uh, fabulous job. And just this last week when I we finished with our Sunday general meeting, I turned on Crow and it was like I was looking at his father and his sister. Yeah. Sitting in the seat, you know, uh, with uh, Sister Aisha and Brother Jamil, it was like I was looking at Sister Agina and Brother Munir, yeah. and and that is history. It, we're, we're going on. We have replacements, and we have to train and inspire them so that Absolutely. they can they can take the mantle when it's their turn, or take the baton and run with it. And their young sister works with us on the production team, and uh, and uh, when she came on. Um, I think it was Sister Akila. I was in the control room with her and uh, Jamil Munir. And um, and uh, Jamil Munir said, um, he said, my dad said he's going to take her 30 minutes. I said, they're going longer than 30 minutes. And uh, when they got to about the 40 minute mark, Sister Akila, she said, somebody said it was going to go longer too. I said, that someone was me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know how these things <laughs> yeah. go. Because yeah. that young lady spoke strong. Yeah. And um, But I just know when this... Uh, Cause he, Jamil had a, a show planned out, but it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. so the sister was there. And a lot of times, but those best, those great shows that people praise brother Neil about those old shows, those are the ones that just was a spur of the moment. I didn't like them because I had to find a tape or something. You know, right. just that, but it turned out well for you all. Yeah. But, um, but I knew this was going to be a good interview. I didn't realize it was going to be that good, yeah. but that young sister and she, and she struck me when she said that um, something to the effect of, um, if I tell you no, I don't have to explain why I'm telling you no. Mm. I'm like, okay, right. <laughs> I got to hold on to that one then. Right. So, but no, nah, that right. but she that comes for strong, strong mental genes. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't got to give you no explanation why. So, yes. or, or no, but no, nah, that was a great interview and uh, it was organic. It was. And, uh, yeah, but that's that's when that's when those are some of the best interviews when they just come off the cuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can't agree with you more, boy. That's just you know her poise and sophistication. And, you know, how grounded she was, you know, brother Mandine, because I work with our young sisters and 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 we don't see too much of that, you know, and that was just incredibly remarkable. And I was just so proud. I I didn't really want to stay on the show. I just wanted to give that sister some love. And when I called in just to let her know that I see you and I'm grateful for you, you know, 
but that's that's another thing people don't realize you know when we doing these shows because i i would sit and it's um uh, it's some brothers here that do shows on VON and they can just talk and i just sit there there's one brother he used to do the show at night like me and i think he was only about an hour though maybe two hours but i would call him i said look man i don't have a comment man i just gotta compliment you on being able to talk that long and it's like <laughs> if you didn't get a call he don't care and when I hear you and Brother Minister, you know, it's like the Brother Minister, but especially you, it's like, you just flow. Mm. I'm like, man, no callers or nothing. So it's like, but when you do call, but everybody wants callers though. Mm-hmm. Callers help the show mm-hmm. move faster. Mm-hmm. And then you may spark something. You may make the host remember something, right. or you may ask something that somebody in the viewing audience may be too shy to ask. Right. But I encourage, and you're one of those consistent callers. So we appreciate that. So mm-hmm. now, nah, whenever you want to call in, please call in. I mean, <laughs> yes. but it's it, it it's just it's helpful and it's encouraging and mm-hmm. it's really encouraging. So I really appreciate yeah. that. So nobody else, I'm I'm thanking you for always oh, calling in with beautiful. not only just a comment or a question, but an intelligent comment or question. So mm-hmm. I just thank you, sister. Yes, yeah, so, brother. I'm grateful for you, and I thank you for your time. I know you have to get That's to it. your. <laughs> yeah, I know you have to get to your show. Um, but you know, before we close down, I, I do want you to be able to share with the audience where they can find Legacy Men's Boutique online and in person and and and, and crow as well. You know, but um one of the things I say at the end of every show is be the movement. Yeah. And so many of our people are waiting for someone else to make something happen for them or for their family or for their their community. And what you're doing with Crow coming in as, as a member and now find, and then finding yourself very quickly an integral member, you know, with being there with brother Munir traveling the way you did and, and just being his right-hand man and there at the, um, at the facility in the studios um, and, you know, taking on the role of entrepreneur and businessman with legacy men's boutique. And now, <clears throat> continue to amplify the voice of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad with WVON, you yes, know, ma'am. you are somebody that is really having um, significant impacts um, because you're bringing awareness everywhere you go, because where you go, the message goes. So um, how would you encourage others to be the movement? And, and where else do you see um, Crow Television Studios or Crow TV or the organization going in its impact with the community in Chicago and abroad? I, I would tell the people to find some way to get involved. I mean, uh, I know everybody is not going to actually do the work. If you like the work, you know, send in a chip, send a donation. We got one brother, it's an older brother. He, co- he sends in 10 or $20 like every, every month. I mean, it's the thought. I mean, just the fact that he's, and he's a, he's a scrap collector. So, I mean, he does, I'm, you know, I don't know what he has personally. I don't even, and I've never seen him, but he, um, he's been supporting us you know, for a couple of years now, and he's just a consistent supporter. So, and he's, he tells people about the show. He's from Minneapolis. So the mm-hmm. show airs in Minneapolis, but he, that's like his ministry. He say mm-hmm. when he's out there at, with the, at the scrapyard, he tells people about the Honorable Black Muhammad and tell them about the show. So, I mean, if it's, if it's just that little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, tell them about the show, you know, tell them about, you know, the, uh, the radio show. Uh, get involved. Send, send, send encouragement. Send that that um, uh, what was that? That that love offering, you know. So, but <laughs> yes. but the more people that that's physically involved, and I know with the COVID and everything that that keeps people from doing that. That's all the more reason why to to send the uh, the charity in. But if you're able to come through, come through. Mm-hmm. Tell some people about it. You know, with social media, it's so easy now to share. Right. You know, the information. Share it. 
you know, sh just share the information. You know, it's, it's so many ways. And um, I look at Crow TV now as, you know, continue to evolve into Crow Media. Mm -hmm. because that's that's what we have to think about mm -hmm. and i mean and and what you're doing is a part of that also with muhammad speaks radio and Noor speaks podcast and um um lead teach and style yes those are all branches on the same tree that's so right. we're all we're all in this together so we just have to continue to encourage each other uh, continue putting out that information and if um, media and communication wasn't so important, when a country invades another country, that wouldn't be the first place that they bomb. That's right. They bomb the communication place because they want to knock that out. So it, it must be something about it. It must be something important. So it is important and we have to continue mm -hmm. to doing it. And I just, I see Crow as a, a beacon of light to continue to get that, that message out. And as you said so beautifully to amplify the voice of the Honorable Muhammad. Mm -hmm. And to be able, and I try to make sure even with the radio program, as we do with TV, is to play something of the unobliged Muhammad, but what I like to call a moment with the messenger, you know, yeah. something, because like I said, you're going to get this work one way or the other, you, you right. get the messenger. So, you know, we just have to continue on and um, put our foot on the gas and just continue moving forward because we don't, we get, we have to operate, we have to live every day like it's our last and every day like we have a thousand more. We don't know what the future holds, but, mm -hmm. and we see this world is steadily winding down. You just expect the unexpected. Right. And, but we, we should be caught working. That's mm -hmm. what I believe, you know, no matter what happens, we should be caught working. I mean, we can't live in fear. We can't be, we can't live timid. Right. We have to work and work earnestly and work tirelessly in um, the resurrection of our people. And we, we just have to remain focused and continue to move forward. Yes. I'm so grateful again for you, Brother Mandine, and the work that you're doing, the leadership uh, role that you've taken and how you're inspiring so many young men. I'm grateful. You know, I have um, two sons and, yes. you know, for them to just see another black man out there, um, you know, they have their minister, they have their father, you know, yes, they have their uncle, they have another black man, you know, with you and brother Jamil and brother Yosef, just, just have an expanded community. Um, and you're everybody's brother, you know, you're every young man's brother, you know, the young man that comes in because he needs a suit for the interview, because he needs a suit for his graduation, you're everyone's brother. And I want to thank you for the work that you're, that you're doing. And I'm honored by giving us your time here on the Nora Speaks podcast. Uh, but before we let you go, let us know how we can one support Crow support uh, Legacy Men's Boutique and also how we can catch you on WVON? Um, let me start with the, with the store. Um, uh, if you're in Chicago, uh, the address is 107 East 47th Street. Um, they can, um, we're, we're steadily improving our, um, our um, website. So they can, um, the website is uh, LegacyMensBoutique.com. So we're, um, we're starting to add new things on there. So that's how you can do that. Um, the radio show, we come on every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 9 o'clock, 9 to 12 a.m. So I know that's late, but there are a lot of, a lot of people with insomnia or mm -hmm. working the graveyard shift. So it's a market for that. Remember I told you, VON used to be 24 hours. Right. So it wasn't 24 hours for nothing. So it's a lot of people that's up late. I know there have been many times I was on my way home and mm -hmm. I cut on VON, I would hear different hosts. So this is a great opportunity. And most importantly, as far as Crow is concerned, um, 
they can go to they can get in touch with Crow. Uh, and you know, I got to give a plug to Sister Kim because she's doing the Instagram for Crow, mm. and she's doing a phenomenal job. And I want people to um, and uh, the Twitter also. So she's uh, she's handling the Twitter and the Instagram. And I believe Facebook as well for, for the Crow Archives page. So she's doing a wonderful job. So I want people, that's, that's one way of getting in contact with mm-hmm. us. Um, they can go to crow.org. They can, uh, they can write us. People still write. 2435 West 71st Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. Of course, um, Crow TV, um, the branch of Crow Media. We come on, the, Mah- the Munir Muhammad Show comes on every uh, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. We stream live every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time and every Sunday at 2.30 Central Standard Time. So it's really difficult to get around, get a, get a, around us. Yes. Uh, so we, we're out there and we're just trying to, to do our part as far as getting out the, um, to, as you said, to amplify the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad so that people can yes, hear. Well, let me also add, um, as you mentioned, the Facebook page, they can follow Crow TV on Facebook and they can also go to Crow on YouTube and catch right. the live shows there or on Facebook at Crow TV. And Legacy Men's Boutique is on Instagram. Instagram, right? Instagram and Facebook. Okay, so yes. yes. Sorry, so... Okay, so it's, it's really difficult to get a, to get a, around us. So we're, yeah. we're out here. So it's right. social media, you know, it's, it's free advertising, you know. Mm-hmm. For, so it's, there is so many ways that you can get in contact with, uh, with us and you can see us. So it's really no excuse not to know. Ignorance is a choice in this day and time. It is. <laughs> that's, that's well said. And also uh, uh, WVON, if you're not in Chicago, you can listen streaming on yes. iHeartRadio as well. iHeartRadio and either WVON.com or they can go to iHeartRadio, which would probably be the best because it really comes in clear via yes, iHeartRadio. But, but yeah, but absolutely. Thank you so much. And that's something you learn from Brother Lee. You get all the plugs. I thought <laughs> I was doing good. But it's a few things that you, that yeah. you missed, but... We, hey, I don't we, want the people to do. have an excuse. No excuse. This this is what we do. This yes. is what we do. So, um, man, this this is wonderful. I really enjoy being on with you, and I look forward to it. I'm looking forward to having you back on the Brother, radio. Show. Listen, anytime. I mean, you know, Tuesday, I'm already up because we have Muhammad <laughs> Speaks Radio, you know, broadcasting out of Camden, New Jersey. Yes, um, and, and you know, when I'm on the show, after I'm closing out, I always tell the people, now that you're finished with Muhammad Speaks, go over to WVON and catch oh, Brother wow. Mandy Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? That, that's family right there. That's brotherhood and sisterhood. Yes, sir. So, I mean, I, and it's almost like even with the three hours, the more I think about it, you know, that's not going to be enough time because we got to, we, we got to plug each other. Look, like, like I said, they're going to get us one way or the other. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to be an excuse for you mm-hmm. not to get this. You know, you're going to have to ask mm-hmm. Karan, so you're going to have to put your fingers in your ears and close mm-hmm. your eyes not to get this truth. Yeah. So this, this is what we do. And I, I'm excited. I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. for the things that's to, that's to come. And, um, and, and again, Sister Norton, I'm not, there's not a, as I say, it's just an admiration society, but you know, you have the temperament and the, uh, the understanding to do what you're doing. And I just want to encourage you while you can still uh, smell your flowers to continue mm-hmm. doing that great work that you're doing and uh, assisting Brother Minister as well with the radio show and at the temporary team. I'm sorry, you are, uh, <laughs> 
you're you're doing a, a phenomenal job, and I want to continue to to encourage you as well, sister. I do appreciate that, brother Mandine. So thank you again, Legacy Men's Boutique. Uh, dot com. You can go there. You can follow on Instagram. Um, and and I think it's really important what you're doing there. It's not just self-service, but also community service. And, absolutely. And we yes. absolutely need that in this day and time. Thank yes, you ma'am. for being a wonderful guest, Brother Mandy. Thank you, sister. Yes, ma'am. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam, ma'am. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always... If you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.